Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Jujuy Uploaded Podcast, companion podcast, jujuyloaded.net. My name's Alan. Hello, it's me. I've returned. I've taken back my throne from Matt. Matt's here, though. He's going to try and steal it back. Am I? That's true, Matt's. Okay. Yeah. Every week, Alan. Every, every week you're on. Every bloody week. <laughs> Honestly, it's a fucking nightmare. Anyway, yeah, Matt. I'll just change. My, I'll change my name for you. How does? I'll change my name to Emilio. How's that? I hate that even more than you can explain. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, you ch- just just change your name to Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> and then either way, it'll be Ellen introducing the podcast. Actually, that's very convenient. It's good for our um, listeners. It's good content, Alan. We'll do. I'm going to do that. I I'm cancelling the podcast. <laughs> um, you say that every week. Yeah, but I can't because Matt convinces me out of it. <laughs> it's nonsense. Anyway, we also have the other. We have we have two Matts here. Hello, Matts. <laughs> no one responded. I've, I've I've changed my name to Ellen. Okay, hi, Alan. <laughs> hi. This is gonna be the most confusing thing in the world if you've just jumped into this. We also have Harvard, who's chuckling away in the background. He's been having a bit of a sensible chuckle. Yep. Hello. I'm staying out of this one. That's a very very good idea. <laughs> It's a highly, highly good idea. Um, it's Spook Week. Yes, this time <laughs> it's, of year. It's the week for Spook. Actually, um, ooh, actually, so the podcast is basically live just before, just before Halloween. Yeah. So our yeah. recommendations today are going to be particularly pertinent because you'll have a game to play when it's spooky time. Yeah. In between so, all the trick-or-treaters. Yeah. Well, I don't get them. Candy-stealing little shit. I don't think I'd ever get trick-or-treaters because I live in a college with other, like, you know... <laughs> so you're the ones doing the trick-or-treating? <laughs> no, but you also live in Australia, so you we never get trick-or-treaters. Yeah, if you're trick-or-treating, you're insane. That's that's just the case. I had a, I had a trick-or-treater once. Um, I didn't have any candy, so I turned the lights out and eat. <laughs> <laughs> so you just pretended you weren't home? Oh, my God. That's like the... That's the strategy I have with, like, Foxtel people when they come and try to sell me Foxtel. Oh my god. I'm a okay. On that note, we're gonna go to the Monster Mash. Miku! Miku Monster Mash is great. It's classic.
whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? I've taken the mic because I'm doing my thing where I read out the games of next month and it's November. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it's almost November. So we're going to talk about all the good stuff you can play through the month, um, which, to be honest, is probably a lot of stuff in October you just had on your backlog because November's not so busy, which is good because October was fucking terrible. What? That's it, isn't it? I think, I think November is quite busy, isn't it? It's not nearly as bad. It's not like there's okay. 10 JRPGs releasing within the span of a week, Matt. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Fucking trails of cold steel sitting there. Nine, nine of those from the same publisher. I know. It's like, get it. <laughs> space things out. Jesus, it's like you don't want your own money. It's like nobody's going to buy TikTok Traveler because they're all busy playing trails of cold steel. No, they're playing something else which has a name such as Tales of the Future Exceed Space. Yep, it sounds like a good game, Alan. When does it come out? <laughs> uh, it comes out November In November. 69. So <laughs> let's talk about November. Let's get on track and let's actually be focused for five minutes and then you can, you can melt my brain <laughs> after that. Okay, no. so on November, we'll start with the Nintendo Switchy. Switch, I think this is the yeah, this is the switch list I'm looking at. So November five brings Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo twenty twenty. Which oh, is Mario oh, yeah, and Sonic okay. at the Olympic Games. So it's um, the exact same game. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. sports. It's sports funds. Um, but also on November five comes Garfield Kart. Now you might think that sounds pretty stupid, and it probably <laughs> will be. But it actually doesn't look so bad. It looks fine. <laughs> it really, it genuinely looks all right. I'm going to give this one a go. Uh, I, I, I want it to be good um, because Garfield's pretty cool. Uh, if you like Jiggin, Just Dance 2020 comes out on November 5 as well. Um, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> he said Jiggin like, like Jill and a Jig. Okay. No, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. It's more than you said the Game Award. What do you think The Game Award. Um, November, word, Alan. November 7... I'm not going to go down the game award hole. <laughs> no, November 7 brings a game that I'm sure Alan's really keen on. It's called Juicy Realm. Um... <laughs> Juicy Realm. What? Juicy Realm. Okay. What do you no. do in Juicy Realm, Matt? I have no yeah, idea. But... How much juice is in your realm? <laughs> I have to look this up. 
<laughs> so while, while everybody's while, while everybody's busy googling up Juicy Realm to see what I'm talking about, um, on November eighth brings Disney Sumsum Festival, which is like a mini game thing with the uh, Sumsum characters, which is fine. It should be good fun. I played it at TGS actually. It's it's very charming. It's a very par- uh, family friendly party game mini game thing, which is good. Uh, November eight also brings Leighton Mystery Journey. Blah 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 blah. It's like yeah, it's three thousand. There's like 3,000 words in this title. It's just Leighton's Mystery Journey, and it, it comes Leighton's out on November 8. Uh, da, 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 da. Romancing, so, Romancing Saga 3 comes out on November 11. Now, Romancing Saga 3 should be good. I'm looking forward to that a great deal. That's a Square Enix classic. That's wait, it's the first time, first time it's been like Romancing Saga yeah. 1 is on Switch, right? 2. 2 is. 2 is. 2 is. And now, 1 is missing. One is missing, three is coming, and I think it is the first time that it's been released in English. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that cool. Right. So there you I, go. I, I played a, there's, there's a fan translation from since ages ago that I played a lot as a kid, and it is a very good game. Cool. Uh, so what to that? November 12 brings Bee Simulator. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to be a bee. <laughs> I want to be the very bee. Oh, very good, Alan. Very good. Was. Very good. Honestly, um, man, you could have just been making all of these up as we go along, based really on could. what you've said so far. Right. Um, you could have said, like, oh, we're going to play on November 11th, we're going to be playing Cologne Fasting. <laughs> well, I'm like, November- yeah, that sounds <laughs> about right. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but on November 14th, I'll be playing Squidgy's Takeover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is real anymore. <laughs> I have to fact check everything that. These are, these are actual games. <laughs> I love that Matt's Squidgy's in the background doing a fact check. <laughs> Squidgy's Takeover comes out on November 14th. One day before Pokemon Shield and Sword comes out on November 15th. Oh, Pokemon Shield and Sword, that can't be real. Nobody would know that. I mean, oh, that game's going to be great. Have you seen the Evolved Farfetch'd? I mean, that, I'm buying this game for the Evolved <laughs> Farfetch'd. Oh, I can't get over Evolved Meowth. It, it looks so strange. <laughs> oh, so like yeah, the giant skyscraper of a cat. Yeah. yeah, he gets late <laughs> all the time. Um, November 19 brings Zumba Burn It Up. If you like your Zumba, then you probably want to play that, I guess. Um, the rest of us won't. Oh, for people who are like Civilization Six, the expansion bundle comes out on 22, November 22 for the Switch. Now, I believe that will include the uh, Maori. So you'll be able yes. to play, play with um, the best faction on the go as of November 22, yeah. which is great. I don't think it's the best faction, but it's one of my favorites. No, it's the best faction. Quite. Um, no, it's, it French, and I want to be French. <laughs> November 26 brings Soccer Tactics and Glory, which I think is actually turn-based soccer game, which is actually good. I've heard good things about that one. Uh, and then November 29 is one that I know Matt raves about every time we talk about narrative games, and that is Where the Water Turns to Wine. Tastes like wine. Turns to wine. <laughs> it's the Jesus <laughs> story. <laughs> Where the water tastes like wine. That's uh, that comes out on November twenty nine. That's that open world storytelling game uh, that sold like two hundred copies on the PC. Really? So hopefully it does better on the Switch. Uh, I'll just be playing. Yes, it is. It is. I, I was surprised because I didn't hear anybody hyping it up, but it is here on my list for November 20, 29 release. First I've heard of it. So there we go. Uh, over on the PS PS four, what do we got? We have a lot of stuff that I already mentioned. <laughs> 
We have on November 5, Conception Plus, Maidens of 12 Stars. Now, I've reviewed that one on digitallydownloaded.net already. I really like it. It's a good roguelike. It is not Alan's kind of game by any means, but... It is the least yeah, I, I hate game it. you could possibly imagine. Sorry, but, I hate it. But it's good. I really like it. Sorry. Wait, Matt, it. sorry, can I ask? Is it, is it a remake of Conception 1 or 2, or is it like a new Conception game? It's a remake of Conception 1. Okay. Because yeah. oh. we definitely needed that, right? So, well, the first one wasn't released in English, I think. <laughs> Just go for the jugular, mate. <laughs> the first one was released in English, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure was it, it was. was. I think was it was, because that was the first one that everyone was like, ooh, let's ban this. Yeah, uh, it was. Oh, well, I never played it. I didn't know. I thought I thought the series only started in the West with Conception okay. 2. So anyway, it was a new game for me. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a remake of the first. It's roguelike plus kind of visual novel-y sections where you interact with all the all the 12 maidens and then you produce children with them and then go into dungeons and kill more stuff. So it's good. It's good. It's a good concept. It's a great game. Um, November 8 brings a little game called Death... Death... Stranding. That's a weird name. That's a shit game. Must be a shit director. That sounds really fake, Matt. Yeah, I know. It's it's the worst <laughs> worst name game. I, I'd, I'd actually much rather play Squiggly Tom's jumping game. Whatever was that one? <laughs> Squiggly Tom's jumping. What's the Squidgy Squidgy? I'd much rather play. Squiggly no, 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 no. We're calling it Squiggly Tom's jumping game now. No, that's the name. <laughs> um. On November 12, there's a new Doctor Who game for Doctor Who fans. I wonder if that's got the the woman Doctor Who. That'd be cool. If she's the lead of that one. Anyway, it comes out. It comes out in November. I'm a Doctor Who fan. Comes out in November 12. And just so if, if anybody listening to the podcast hasn't actually seen a photo of Alan, Alan looks like a Doctor Who. No, I don't. So yeah, it's almost like you're playing playing a game with Alan as the protagonist. Um, if you play a Doctor Who game. Um, uh, I'm known for looking like this current Doctor as well. <laughs> uh, November 15 brings Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order to PS4, which is fine, I guess, for Star Wars fans. Also, for anime fans, Tokyo Ghoul Recall to Exist comes out on November 15. That looks like a Warriors-like Tokyo take on Tokyo Ghoul, which should be good, I think. I'm a fan of Tokyo Ghoul anyway, so hopefully it's good. Uh, da, da, da. November 19 brings Shamui 3. Oh, that's I, finally coming out. That's finally coming out. So, yay. Yay. Um, November 21. <laughs> November... What? What was that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm calling you out on that. I'm very excited for Shamui. <laughs> very, very excited indeed. Uh, November 21 brings Demo Reborn to PS4. That's a really nice rhythm game, and rhythm game fans should definitely jump on that. Uh, November 22 is Civilization 6 on PS4, so if Switch wasn't enough, you can also grab it and play on your TV. And um, Monstrum, November 30. Don't know what that is, but that's the last one on the list. So if you haven't played enough games already by November 30, you can play Monstrum. Yeah. And we're done. Because I'm not going to read the Xbox list. There's no point. Nothing comes out. <laughs> there might be... Looking at looking at, good. looking at game releases on Xbox is kind of a zero-sum game in that there's zero-sum to play. Um, That's not what true. That means, man. <laughs> I don't think you know what that means. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's go back to talking about Squidgy's Takeover. Um, okay, what is this game about? I need to know. And and How do they take, is it like a communist revolution? And also, Juicy Realm. Did you end up researching that up for us, Matt? 
I did. And did you get any closure? <laughs> yes, it is basically enter the gungeon, but all your enemies are fruit. For some reason, it does sound pretty good. <laughs> I would say that. It's good to me, actually. I'll be for that. The art is weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I should say, a more cartoony. It's much more cartoony than. But yeah, a roguelike game in which players must square off against bizarre fruits all across the world. The line between the animal and the plant worlds has become blurred, and the food chain has been completely disrupted. <laughs> no, 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 we're going to stop that there for a moment, because I love the idea that they're like, oh, now, you, now that they're more like animals, you can't eat them. I mean, okay, sick. Second of all, I, I, I look at this, and I just get disappointed that it's not into the gungeon. I'm sorry, Juicy Realm. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> juicy Alan's not for Juicy Realm. Yeah, Alan doesn't want to enter the Juicy Realm. <laughs> okay, um, but let's let's be serious for a second here. Um, Alan, yeah, tell me, tell me of all the games that are on these lists, which is the most interesting for you? What's your November pick? Just oh, one. You're, you're gonna hate me. Am I? I'm still interested in Death Stranding. <laughs> you're interested in Death Loop. Okay. I am. I'm never, but I will never buy it. Guarantee it's not going to happen <laughs> for like another two and a half years. But I'm, I'm interested enough that I will watch one YouTube video when it comes out and no more. Okay. Well, we can't actually talk about Death Stranding because it's under embargo and I don't really want Sony to come down on me like a ton of bricks for actually saying what I think about that game. So moving on, Matt. I think you just did. But yeah, <laughs> anyway. I think it's not exactly <laughs> reading between the lines. Um, <laughs> I... Was before I, I should say I think I think you're right. I think Conception, the original Conception, never did actually come out in the West. I thought it did, but I was wrong. So I just think because I would have played it if it did. <laughs> no, this this was before no your, this was before your Weeb Game era. I remember this because you once gave me a Idea Factory game to review, and I remember it was around the time that Conception came out, and you were like, "Oh, but you're probably not going to like this." Was I right? Well, yeah, but then you ended up liking it. Conception <laughs> <laughs> 2, though? No, I, I think I gave... Um, actually, I didn't have a... Because the, Conception 2 was on the Vita, right? So I didn't actually review it because the review code we got was uh, for the Vita. So I gave it to, to Nick, um, who doesn't come on this podcast. but he's, Wait, he's, hold on. And I went and bought a copy of it for myself later on and on the 3DS. And I loved it on the 3DS. So, yeah. So, I, wait. So you didn't... Give me a review code for Conception 2 on Vita. No, I don't think so. So that means I bought it. Why did you, why did you buy it? <laughs> or possibly I had a spare code and I gave you one because maybe it came out on Vita later and I already had it on 3D. Yeah, I don't remember why I have it. I just remember having it and playing it. But I feel like I'd be more ashamed if I actually bought it. It's a great game, Howard. Just just move past, move past your sensitivities. So back to Matt. <laughs> Tell us which game you're looking forward to most of Matt. Um... I'm gonna I'm gonna be boring and say Pokemon. Pokemon reasonable. This is gonna be. That's a very reasonable thing to say. Good, and I think some of the new, the new Meowth and the new Farfetch'd evolution look cool, and it just generally looks good. And I can't wait to make my Pokemons into curry. And I think my my most favorite thing about it is that there's no national decks. Yeah, I'd have to to waste my time catching the same, like, thousands of Pokemon when the last, like, four generations have been shithouse. 
Yeah, so that that is excited about that. We're gonna piss someone off with that. Oh well, most definitely, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. we're gonna get hate, we're I mean, gonna get lots of hate mail. I'll forward it onto you directly, Alan. I'm not gonna bother filtering it. Harvard, what's your pick of the game for the month? Well, I was gonna say Pokemon as well, but now that Matt's taken it, I feel like I need to show some love for Swig- Squiggly Tom's jumping game. <laughs> Squiggly Tom's jumping game. Put, put me on the record. I'm gonna buy that Stop game rhyming. and play it. So I've looked at it. It looks like it's like this physics-based puzzler Squidgies, Squidgies take over with an octopus character thing. It looks cute. And oh, is it about Tom? I don't know. I, I don't know where I got Tom, Tom from, but Tom, <laughs> Tom's Tom. <laughs> Moving on. It's Disney's um, Tom Tom. My, <laughs> some, some. My, my pick is, I'm going to pick two because I'm allowed to because I'm the boss man. Um, I'm really looking forward to Shimui. I love Shimui. Um, one and two. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with three. I'm also keen to play Romancing Saga three because I never have before. And yeah, it'll be good to fill that one in, check that off and stuff, and that'll be good. Can't change my pick to that. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's good. It's okay. You, we can all can't change your good. pick. No, that's illegal. <laughs> the police are coming. And on, on that note, <laughs> music time. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed to have opinion. We're, we're going to go enjoy some NWA. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to use some music from Death, Death Stranding, I think. I don't know if there is any music from Death Stranding that's currently available to download, Matt. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. There... No, and it would be There's very that... bad quality. That's the issue. There's yeah, we'll put a song, but we'll definitely get copyright so... struck for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, well, welcome to the back the back zone of the podcast everyone while i try to find a piece of music that doesn't suck ass <laughs> um outer worlds soundtrack Fuck it. okay oh fine outer worlds it is
And welcome back from that. I just did the worst of a take for an intro ever, so we're gonna we're gonna skip past that one and try this new one. It's Halloween. It's spook time. It's time for ghouls, gremlins, and goblins. <laughs> Lots of G's. Yeah, it's alliteration, my dude. Um, yeah, no, it's Halloween, so it's you know you gotta play some spooky, spooky games with some spooky people. You gotta wear a lot of blood. You gotta <laughs> use a lot of blood. You gotta become a lot of blood. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you know, if you had to make a sword out of, like, someone's blood, you'd need to have, like, 386 people. Because there's a lot, there's like, not that much iron in your blood, apparently. Wait, from what, oh, uh, you mean, like, an iron? I thought you meant the anime with the sword blood girl. Sword blood girl sounds like a game. Um, you know that, anyway, the anime with the sword blood girl? Um, it does also the, sound like an anime, sword it, blood girl. It, it's, it is seemingly sounds like an anime. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on, you can make a blood sword, but... Instead of doing that like a psychopath, you can just play this spooky game. Um, I'm going to start off. I'm not sure if this is better or worse than the first intro. But... No, it's, this is way better. This is the wor- That's the worst part, is that it's actually just genuinely better. Um, yeah, so we've got a couple of spooks to talk about. Um, I'm going to start us off, and I'm going to mention The Man of Medan. Uh, you you like that game. I did. I had a great time playing it. If you like slasher horror movies, and you like having friends... You can just play that game because it does the best. It's the single best like couch multiplayer experience I've had in a while. I mean, it's basically Until Dawn, but on a boat. Yeah, yeah it's Until Dawn in a more scary setting. Yeah, on a on an old. Because I don't like boats. Who likes boats? Who is like, yeah, I want to get on this thing that can like protect me, but also possibly murder me. Boats are cursed. <laughs> um, <laughs> just describe. I mean, you're not wrong. So Alan's not taking up fishing anytime soon. No, I like fishing. I just don't like boats. <laughs> No, like, okay, if you put me on a big old ship, I'm not going to be happy about it. I'll be very mad because there's going to be a man of Medan on there. <laughs> not, not, every man ship, of Medan. Not, every, not every ship has, like, old, uh, you know, dead bodies, uh, military... Um, I feel like a lot of them do. I'm pretty sure every ship is haunted in some way or other. Yeah. There's at least, like, one ghoul in the basement that they hide. They bring out for, like, special events. Haunted how, how else would they float if it like wasn't by ghost magic? Oh, yeah. actually, that's a really good point. Big, I'm, look, I'm honestly, just, this is big ghost economy. <laughs> I, I'm just disappointed that um, the Man of Medan, the only thing that disappointed me about the game, because it was good, I liked it too, I liked it a good deal, uh, it didn't have a ghost ship, like, mass kill moment. I don't know if you've all seen that really bad movie, Ghost Ship, from, I think it was 90s, late 90s. I'm going to say um, no. <laughs> but there was this one scene where they're, they're, one, uh, they're all having, like, this tip. <laughs> There was this like party that was happening on the the roof the, or the the top um, of of the ship, and they're all dancing and they're having a good time. There's a singer and the, you know it's all good. But then some kind of accident happens and like a, a wire snaps and then just cuts through the entire dance floor. And then all the bodies start to you know um, fall in half. And then yeah, there's just one girl that survives because she was her, too short for the the wire to cut through her. And, <laughs> that's yeah, really good. That's, I like that. that, that that was a, it was a terrible film, except for that one scene. That one scene was just... It, it was it was a good scene, um, as far as, you know, horrible deaths are concerned. Which is what I, you want in horror, right? Not really. You don't? You don't want really. horrible deaths? I would rather... No, I get spooked by blood. Oh, I, don't, I don't... I, I'm fine with, like, medical procedures. I just hate excessive bloodage, you know? Oh, no, I, see, I, I definitely I'm, get I'm that. I'm kind of the opposite. No, no medical procedures for me, but, you know... Slash and slice as much as you want, and I'm good with that. How did you feel that deadly premonition then? Yes, that says a bit about me. Um, 
I like Deadly Premonition. I think. Do it's you good. like the scenes where he like looks over a body while the man who is the doctor is like making suggestions about chess? Well, no. The thing is, <laughs> the good thing about Deadly Premonition is it's such an ugly game. Like the the graphics are so poor, it's a it's hard to to connect to it. So it's, it's really good, dude. You know. But it's a great game. It's a great game. It actually owns. I love it. it. We played a bit of it yesterday out of like want to play. And it's just that, that game, if you've not played it before, it's on Switch now. You should play it. It's it is so baffling and amazing at the same time. That Absolutely. It's it's just, something it's like it's sweary is good. Sweary is great. And then sweary yeah, and it's sweary without working budget. together on a horror film, a horror game, which is great. Yeah. Can't yeah, wait for that. It's and also the guy from Silent Hill. Yeah, the guy from Silent Hill and um, what's the other one? Project Siren. Yeah. Um, which is going to be good. They just need to get Shion Sono and Yoko Taro on board, and then it's going to be the best thing ever made in Japan. Um, but yeah. Uh, Matt, I know you've got Sayano Uta to play. Um, any other spooky ho- Halloween games to mention? Because you did not like Medieval. Does anyone like medieval? I like it, in a way. Um, yeah. I like the. Okay, I like, well, that's like a cop out. I like the theme. I like, yeah, I like, like the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would have liked it if I played the original when it first came out, but the, there's just no point with the new one. That's like. It's I would rather pl- play. The Danny Elfman kind of Tim Burton vibe yeah, going for it. Which, which I do really that like. That was in the old game as well. The old yeah. one was. But I can I feel like if I, I would prefer to play the original, and then at least it looks as primitive as it feels, and there's a sort of consistency to playing something old and clunky that comes with how old it is. But there's no point remaking it and releasing it in 2019, and then not polishing anything. up the polishing up the graphics and making it all like high definition stuff and then just not doing anything to fix all the problems that come with a game that was made in the really early days of 3D where people were still trying to figure out how 3D physics actually work in an action game. But anyway, setting that aside, um, I, I, I guess you could kind of call it a horror game. I've been playing Mary Skelter 2. Oh yeah, that's definitely... Well, it's horrific. It's horror themed. It's horror themed. It's, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's not a, not a scary game, but it's, it's a dungeon banned, crawler. Banned about... in Australia and New Zealand. So, actually, Matt's breaking the law here. I've actually called the police. They're <laughs> on the way. Yeah. They'll arrest him by the time the end of the, the podcast is finished now. Just playing banned? a banned again. Yeah, it was banned. Like, outright What's banned. It? Yep. Oh, not in, not in New Zealand, I don't know. It just never got rated. But well, it was yeah. RC in Australia, so they obviously oh. won't bother with New Zealand. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Well, that's cool. It makes it more... I mean, it's... Not that. Oh, come on. It does go pretty far. I mean, if it, if it had gotten an R18 rating, I would have been... Yeah, that makes sense. It, it is yeah. it's pretty extreme. Do they still have that weird minigame from the first Mario Skelter? Because uh... if they took that out, then I feel like it's fine. That was just that one which, thing that was optional. Which, which weird minigame was that? Didn't the first Mario Skelter have like a mini game where you you buff your teammates by doing something? I can't actually remember. It was I never did it, but it was just something weird. I remember. Are you thinking of Mary Skelter or Criminal Girls? Because it I think you might be thinking else. of Criminal Girls. <laughs> I don't remember anything like 
there in first Mary's Garden, and also certainly not in this one that I've seen. But I could be remembering it wrong. Yeah, Mary Skelter is pretty extreme, but that's mostly for the um, well, the themes for starts because it's like theme, and yeah, yeah, because you're you're wandering around dungeons, which are kind of well fetishistic in tone. I guess is the best way to put it. They're very grotesque. Um, But it's good. It's very distinctive, original, and creative dungeon crawler. And I think people should play it. Um, Anybody who likes Etrian Odyssey and has a taste for stuff that's a little bit more out there, I think will really like Mary Skelter. If you like Etrian Odyssey and Sayonara, play Mary Skelter. Yeah, that's a good way to describe (laughs) it. It's like Etrian Odyssey crossed with Sayonara. The the really (laughs) smart thing is that if you like Etrian Odyssey a lot and you're really good at navigating FOEs, then Mary Skelter is actually really scary because the, the FOEs move in real time and yeah, you're just you know, not used you... to that at all. No, the yeah. thing that always gets me about Mary Skelter is when the FOEs or the, the big boss monsters show up, your map disappears. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, that's true. And you just got to wander around. You've got to hope that you're going in the right direction. More than a couple of times that got me because I really rely on my map in Dungeon Crawlers. Like, I'm constantly kind of watching it as I move. So yeah. the moment it goes, I, I quickly get very disorientated and then the bloody things catch me and it's 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 horrible. It's a massacre. But um, or, you, or you do what I do and just get lost and think you're going the right way and then end up in a dead end and no way to Yeah, that's exactly it. You're screwed then, which is, which is all the part of the, the joy it of is, the game. Yeah, that's good. It's great. It, I, I certainly rate Mary Skelter as probably the dungeon crawler of the generation, along with, um, what was that one? Um, Labyrinth. Uh, the one where you could smash through the walls, and it was co- completely oh, changed. Yeah. I've got completely, completely changed how the dungeon crawler plays. But there's one that Nipponichi released, which, um, yeah, you can just kind of mash through the walls. And that changes the way that everything um, in dungeon Lab- crawlers works. Labyrinth of Refrain. That's the one. Yeah, That's those two, I, I highly recommend those two for crawler fans this this generation. Which actually, that is a good horror themed game as well. It was. Whole, it was that kind of grim. The whole. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, the kind there of tale horror. Um, speaking of those kind of more light, I guess not not necessarily gory, um, and not kind of adult violent slasher horror. Uh, Luigi's Mansion also comes out soon. Oh, it's weeds time. Yeah, it's. Luigi time. I I can talk about it vaguely because I think preview embargo is okay. Um, It's good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's really, really nice. It it definitely catches that same um, Elfman, Tim Burton vibe that um, Medieval did, but um, better. (laughs) It actually plays nicely as well. And I actually hadn't played the Luigi's Mansion before this one. And I'm really digging it. Yeah, really. Yeah, they're surprisingly good for the dumbest premise you'd, you'd imagine. I'm really digging it. It's got it's got this kind of House on Haunted Hill vibe um, because you're in this, this hotel, which goes very weird very quickly. And, um, yeah, I'm really, really digging it. So that's a, that's a definite recommendation from me. Um, also, complete the other end of the spectrum, um, Spirit Hunters NG came out fairly recently. If you haven't played Spirit Hunters NG and you like your visual novels and you like, um, how should I put this, very extreme content, <laughs> and give Spirit Hunter NG a go. It's it's really good. It's based on um kind of Japanese ghost stories um, and mythology, and 
it's twisted, but in the best possible way. It's really twisted. It's great. It's the sequel to Deathmark if you play Deathmark, and Deathmark is very much similar. Twisted. Is it more extreme than Deathmark? Um, I think it depends on which one you play first, if that makes sense. Like, the reason Deathmark really hit me really hard was because it just looked like this kind of um, horror-themed visual novel for, the, for quite a while, and then all of a sudden this really kind of um, fetishistic image of this girl being wrapped up in thorns and roses and stuff just popped up on the screen. I was like, what the fuck did I just look at? Um, whereas with NG, I kind of went in expecting that and I got that. So it, I, I was desensitized a little bit by the previous game I played. But I think if you play NG first, you'll have the same response that I did with Deathmark. Neither of which is anywhere even close to Sayana Uta, which I know you're going to be playing soon, Matt. <laughs> you're in for a wild ride with that one. I'm looking forward to it. That is the most extreme horror game ever made. I hadn't realised that Sayana Uta is written by the same guy for, who did um, Psychopaths. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did on Madoka as well. He's pretty yeah, prolific. Yeah, so He's actually become a bit of a legend in the, the visual novel and yeah. anime space because he does do this really, really dark, very adult, very extreme stuff, but not without a point. It's not just gratuitous. Yeah. It's always he, he always does something with it, which is subversive and mm. quite smart. Um, he's a great writer. He does Godzilla animated films now, I think, is his main job. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, he, he's done... Uh, he also did a Kamen Rider series as well. So he, he's pretty he's done more than you probably realize oh also fate he did fate stay zero oh so yeah he's basically a lot of those yeah basically a lot of those kind of um uh anime or visual novels that make you feel uncomfortable he's probably behind them it's literally just all anime visual novels for me yeah, I know. It's a, we're talking about stuff that's kind of way out of your area here, Alan. You should play Sayonara Uta. I have you no interest. definitely it's, play Sayonara Uta. It's, it's a lot like The Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds <laughs> it's, it's just kind of a lot of fun. And... Well, I mean, it is pretty much the same because it doesn't have otters. Like, there are no otters in Sayonara Uta, and there are no otters in The Outer Worlds, so they're basically the same game. That's probably good that Sayonara doesn't have otters, because... It's true. <laughs> anyway, on that note, Ellen, what are your horror games? I already said mine. I'm not talking anymore. I'm going to pout. We're yeah, going to yeah. Harvard to throw his contribution in oh, the, right. the ring. Um, pouting. I would say, if this isn't this year, but if people haven't played Anatomy yet by Kitty Horror Show, uh, I think it's on only on itch.io. But it's like a haunted house game with no gore, no jump scares, no like cheap horror shenanigans. But many people have said it is probably one of the most scary things they've played because it is buried with this really deep social commentary. And it uses this idea of a haunted house to talk about kind of what we feel is safe and what we feel is dangerous and like the assumptions we make in our lives. So I know it doesn't sound super fun, but if you're into smart, scary games, highly recommend Anatomy. Isn't that what you recommended to me, Alan? What? Path of... Oh, no, that was Pathologic, wasn't it? That's Pathologic, too, yeah. Is that spooky? Pathologic... Yes. It's incredibly spooky because it's, like, just sadness, the game. <laughs> <laughs> the game is also, like, very good. You should play it. Yeah, we should play that. After we played the Sexy Brutal. 
Yeah, so never. <laughs> I, mean, I downloaded the Sexy Brutal. I played the tutorial and. Did you like it? it. I, Good. I do, but I haven't had a chance to go any further than that. Even though I made a promise to you that I'd finish it within the month so we could talk about it on the podcast. No, it's all Hideo Kojima's fault because I have like. No, it's okay. You can break it. I'm co- contractually <laughs> obligated to play this. Yeah, I 60, don't know if we're actually allowed to talk about that. 60 billion hour game. But we should actually mention that. Like, in in our embargo conditions, we actually had to sign away that we would guarantee that we would completely finish the game before we would review it, which is which is a surreal recommend, requirement, given that we're not actually allowed to talk past Chapter 4 in our reviews anyway. So, fuck you, Kajima. You're, you're allowed to talk past Chapter 4. They no, out, the condition says that... No, they send out... This, ob- this is all stuff that can't obviously go in the podcast, Alan. Um, or <laughs> no, this why is, are we talking this, about this, it? Um, we'll, we'll talk about it in the break. We'll yeah. talk about it in the break. Uh, just quickly, I also want to talk uh, mention one other horror vision novel that I played this month that I really liked, uh, Raging Loop. Now, Raging Loop is a Chemco game, and it's finally it's a, a Chemco Loop game. Louis, the board it's... game. What? Have you ever played Loop and Louie? No. It's not like Luke and Louie. Um, <laughs> it's, it's finally a Kemco game that I can actually rave about. It's really good. It's like um, it's like a Danganronpa-style death um, death game com- combined with, with werewolves, but also Shinto kind of Japanese mythology. And bringing all of those things together, is it, it's, it's odd, but it, it works. It's not, it's not really overly scary, but it's quite the good psychological kind of horror thriller thing. So I recommend that as well. And we should go to some music, some spooky music, Monster Mash. No, I was going to say Life is, <laughs> no, uh, Life is Beautiful from Deadly Perdition. Oh, yeah, that's a good choice. Well done, Alan. This is why we have you on the podcast. Why was that so disingenuous? Thank you. 
very good music. That game has very, very good music. I like Deadly Premonition quite a lot. Um, so, we had a game release yesterday as of the recording day called The Outer Worlds. And it's very good. Um, for those of you who don't know what this game is, because I feel like it's sort of gone under the radar quite a lot, it is essentially just Fallout New Vegas 2. And if you have ever played Fallout New Vegas, you're going to hear that and be like, wow, that's a really good idea. It is. It's a bit um, colourful colorful than Fallout yeah. New Vegas 2. Oh, yeah, because it's not being held back by Bethesda's nonsense. So, who have made such games as um, KOTOR 2, Alpha Protocol, which is incredibly underrated, um, and, of course, Fallout New Vegas... So they are they're known for their RPG work, and I think this is some of their best stuff that they've ever done so far. I'm about six hours in, um, and I've been doing as many side quests as possible, and this game is it's everything that I could have wanted from a, you know, Fallout-styled game that's actually written by people who know how to write things that aren't microtransaction-based. So... I will say that if you have never played a Fallout game before and you want to get into it, this is probably the way to do it. It has a bit of a Firefly vibe. It's got a bit of a Mass Effect vibe, like Mass Effect 2 particularly, with the companion system. Sorry, there's like thunderstorms outside the recording area. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's got a bit of that sort of vibe, and it's fantastic. The writing is very well done. The first quest, like first major quest line that you do is it, it already has got me and made me feel bad about my choice, which I thought was justified, which is a very good sign for a game like this. Um, that it's, it's pretty. It's a nice-looking game. It looks a bit cartoony, a bit colourful, a bit animated, which I like. But it's not meme humour. It's not like idiot meme humour like Borderlands is, so I actually want to read the dialogue and not scream into a pillow. So, yeah, the game is really, really good. I would heavily recommend it. Um, if you have Game Pass, the Xbox Game Pass on PC or on Xbox One, it's free currently, which I think is absurd because it's very good. <laughs> it's very, very good. You, everyone should play it. It's a good game. I like it a lot. It's like probably top game of the year for me so far. It's a very, very good game. No one else yeah. is going to say anything. I don't know. <laughs> What's good about it? I don't know. I've, I've, I haven't played it. I just am um, still... Still in the in the place um, where I keep so getting quest design is really really good. Outer wilds. I mean, it's, I think it's, everyone's done it's the outer worlds, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not as far in as Alan. I think I'm. Uh, I started playing about nine o'clock last night and finished up at about midnight. So, what's that? Three hours. Did you um, finish the first quest chain? It's only a three-hour game. That's no good. <laughs> no, I, I saved and exited, Matt. So oh, I, I, yeah. I see there's this thing called technology and hard drives where you can save progress and then come back to it later on. So really? that sounds yeah, like it's, cowardice. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing technology, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I I I don't know. I think I didn't get the Fallout vibe from it because for me, Fallout is a very specific kind of aesthetic, and this game doesn't have that aesthetic. Did you play New Vegas? No. Did you play New Vegas? No. No, okay, the, only, well, the only Fallout I've played is 3, so... Oh, it's bad. That's a bad one to play. Anyway. Um, it's, it's not good writing. It's just, the, the, do you want to kill a town not, or not is a choice. It's not so much the writing. <laughs> it's, the, it's the way that Fallout kind of pre presents a, um, 
and Apocalypse and the kind of the, the Wasteland and all that kind of stuff is pretty core to Fallout. And I don't know if I see this game as that. For me, this game will hit a kind of uh, Mass Effect vibe because it has that kind of um, B-tier kind of science fiction um, vibe to it, which is good. I really like Mass Effect, uh, not including Andromeda, of course, one through three. Um, and more of that is a good thing. And I think that this game so far it's is very firefly. That. I, I like the way that it's kind of got a companion system that seems to be yeah. you know, fairly useful. Um, it, it It's hitting all the right kind of gameplay notes as well. I like the exploration. I like the, the, the ability to kind of get climb to the top of the mountain and see kind of spaceships taking off everywhere and all this kind of stuff. I like the, the skyline because it has these huge moons and it reminds you that you're in a sci-fi thing. What I don't like about the game and it, Again, this is qualified by saying this is only really early in, and I'm sure that it gets better. But I, I don't like how on the on the nose the the writing is. It's like these guys sat down, and said, you know, um, let, let's let's write about how Amazon and corporations are bad, he he he, and uh, show how smart we are in doing so. And I don't know. There's like you go into town and you go to talk to the boss man and the boss man wears like a bowler hat from like he's a mafia dude and it's just so obvious that you're not meant to sympathize with him and the game's manipulating That's you to which, matt i want you the, to finish that question the game is manipulating <laughs> you not to like him and maybe he you change by the end of it maybe you really do change and you see him in a different light but it's just very on the nose writing it's no. like okay it's like that's the that's the that's just Again, the expectations. This is, this is three. This is this is three hours in, so it may well it may well change. But it, the game really does feel like it's it's treating me like I'm an idiot, and I need this stuff really spelled out in very slow language to understand the, the what it's the point it's making. And I'm not a fan of that. But again, I I am assuming it gets better, so I'm not by any means going to stop playing. And I'm certainly not saying that this is my opinion of it. It's just my first impressions are not quite so glowing so but, but yeah, again quest, i'm assuming that playing. i'm keep assuming playing. that <laughs> that things will change but yeah it's i'm excited for you to experience this now I'm, i want you to do this it, it's good i mean i'm not going to stop playing it's by no means like i said I, I i like pretty much all of it i just i'm not a fan of that kind of on the nose stuff um i'd rather i'd rather have the respect that I know how to interpret a story myself. I don't need them to spell stuff out for me and make it really obvious or to manipulate me into thinking a certain thing um, just purely based on, you know, um, caricature and stereotype. But we'll wait and see. We will wait and see. Yeah. I'm sure. It's good. It's good. (laughs) I like it a lot. And God knows after, after Death Stranding, it's nice to have some color in a game anyway. Yeah. Also, there's a there's an idiot AI in the game, and I love the AI. It's it's a good AI. It's my ship AI. I like my ship AI. I oh, see. I can stand that ship. Again, that was, that was just uh, the ship uh, AI is great. Uh, it's it's a character chewer. <laughs> anyway, it's childish. Yeah, play the game. If you haven't it's no good. Game. I I like how if you go to the Outer Worlds page on Wikipedia, the first thing it says is. Not to be confused with Outer Wilds. Wilds, yeah. 
well, so no, the best thing about this is that the Outer Worlds could not have launched a better time with the Fallout 76 drama that's happening right now. For those of you who don't know, there's a $100 pass you can buy for a year of Fallout 76. <laughs> and it actually, it actually ruins the game because you get a storage unit, right? But if you put things in the storage unit, it gets deleted. <laughs> It's really good. Also, private servers are not private. People can just join them. <laughs> like they, this has to be. Well, that seventy six yeah. has to be performance art at this point. They can't. They can't be. This has to be deliberate. They can't just be. I think after the mold issue with the helmets <laughs> was when I was like, no, this is a joke now. This is stop being like bad. This is hilarious. <laughs> Imagine, like, buying a helmet and, like, having it recalled because there's dangerous mold. <laughs> like, <laughs> some, Bethesda needs to not. They need to not. What are you talking about? That's, that's realism. That's like buying fruit from Coles. Yeah, but I don't eat my helmets, Matt. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure mold in a helmet's not healthy for you either, Alan. I mean, you, you, I, I don't play any sports where I need to wear helmets, but I imagine that if you had a moldy helmet and you went out and played cricket you'd come back in a pretty bad state. I mean, if you're playing cricket with a mouldy helmet, you're an idiot for the first place because you didn't clean it. Well, that's the point. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe they should maybe just clean their just... stuff in Fallout 76. Obviously, they're yeah. not. People need no, to clean, clean their helmets the, that they got. This is gamers, though, Matt. This is the, this is the <laughs> same group who were like, oh, I'm not... Oh, so you're saying rather than clean them... Wait till they rather, make Xbox rather, rather, rather than clean their helmet, they just spray a bit of Xbox <laughs> deodorant on Twitter. And it'll, yeah, it'll be right. a gamer goo, you know? Just rub the game goo in. <laughs> It's fucking toxic anyway. It's fine. <laughs> Were uh, you on the podcast when I said there's a, another scent that got released? Yes. Japan, yes. And it's fate. Fate scent. Yep. You can I hate s- it. You can spray yourself and smell like anime. Oh, God. That's, <laughs> that just... Alan, Alan did, you, did you say that The Outer Worlds was... Did you compare it to Fallout? Uh, not Fallout. What was the other thing? Firefly? Yeah. Oh. Right. sounds you, good. You could hear Malcolm Reynolds saying some of the lines fairly, <laughs> fairly reasonably. Also, like, as a character who is just, like, the engineer, and she's great. Oh, so Bowler Hat Guy is, like, Adam Baldwin. <laughs> is he a Nazi now? Is he a Nazi now? No, I'm pretty sure he, he is. He's been a Nazi as all. As all. He is just his Firefly character in real life. Good. <laughs> um, but... Okay. That guy's had had a fascinating career, how he's managed to work with, like, Stanley Kubrick and Joss Whedon and, like, these other, like, super progressive fellas. Super nerds. (laughs) And he's, like, not. And it's just, it's fascinating how he managed to do that. Anyway, let's not talk about it. Anyway, (laughs) digress. Matt, keep politics out of my games. Yeah, let's keep politics out of the outer worlds because that's not... There, are, there, are, there, there's definitely no out politics in that game. There are no, no politics. Good. Not that's what, that's all I wanted to know. Yeah, not in my Christian game. Anyway, <laughs> I think we should call it there. Play out of worlds. Do it. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that exactly that. After saying no Uta, Matt. After saying no Uta, and after sexy brutal and pathologic. And death And death stream. And death. No. Uh, <laughs> it's a strand game, Matt. Anyway. We're going to go to some music. Toodles. I reservoir, oh, everyone. We need, we need to choose some music. What's, What's the music? music? Let's Let's choose. Oh, Mass Effect music. Okay. Mass Effect. From Mass Effect 3. Okay. Good. All right. Bye.